Hey friends, let me jump in here real quick to remind you of our sponsor, 25 Transportation and Solutions. That's 25 Transportation and Solutions. They give you quality transportation, delivery services that you can depend on, getting your freight to and from its destination safe and secure. Contact them at info at 25.org. That's I-N-F-O at T-W-E-N-T-Y, the number five, ive.org or you can call them at 240-479-6376 see you out on the road now let's get back to our episode of the truth and coffee time podcast Hey friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian. Get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations, some random topics, a few cuss words, and a whole lot of us. Brian, let's go. Good morning, Mr. B. Good morning. Good Well, you've had more cups of coffee than I have had, so I figured that you're ready to go. I'm ready. Ready to go. How was that Colorado win last night? We didn't get to see it. Well, you did. I went to sleep. You got to see it on whatever app that they were showing it on with, with my brother. Right. But you didn't see all of it, right? You didn't no, I didn't watch the whole game. Yeah. But what, it was good. What did you think of it, though, the, the parts you... You saw because I saw some clip this morning of you of the crowd uh, talking about he's overrated. That the that um, Sanders quarterback is overrated. I think they eating crow this morning though, right? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's with pretty. A, with eating crow with a side of he's pretty good. <laughs> I think he is too, and I'm happy that he's confident in his ability, just like every other quarterback is. You know, they're confident in their ability to deliver for their team because a lot of wins and losses are on the quarterback's back, literally, you know. So, you know, I love it when um, when when kids are doing their what they love and they're in their passion and they have confidence about it. And I know that a lot of times the world looks at that confidence as arrogance, mm-hmm. but that's just because it offends whatever it it is within you that don't seem to be able to possess that same confidence about what you do. I agree. You know? So, I love it. I love it. Plus, when you're chanting overrated, overrated, overrated. All it does is fuel a person who's confident, though. Right. But all you did was help him to to grow that confidence. Mm -hmm. You know? I I remember when we decided that we're going to start this podcast, and there were Several people people in our corner, you know, uh, my co-author, some other authors that I had met through my co-author, a couple of friends of ours, 
they were like, let's get it. Let's go, you know, even some strangers. Then there was a few people was like, what y'all going to talk about? What y'all doing? You know what I mean? Like, and I don't, I won't, I don't want to say they were negative, but they definitely weren't believers that we could, we could do this, that we could pull this off. You know what I mean? I, well. It just made me want to do it even more. Bring them on. Uh, <laughs> no, bring them on the podcast. Let them yeah. talk about it. Let them talk about what, what is it? What was it about us that you thought that we wouldn't do it? Because that's an interesting subject to know that when a person, um, it's great when people believe in you because they know deep down your character, your drive, your push, you know what I mean? But the people that don't necessarily believe in you, I'm, I'm interested to know what was it that I, that I shared, you know, forth or your, or you that made you not believe in us because that right there a lot of times you don't get to be in the room to hear what people don't like about you or don't believe what they why they don't believe in you and to be privy to that and to be in the room I think that's a game changer I'm trying to think when we've ever been in the room when somebody's talking crazy I have they no, didn't. They no. didn't know I was in the room. It was on a conference call. It was back. It was back. Uh, let's see, 2012, 2000. Between, this is funny. Go ahead. It was 2000. I think it was 2012. We moved in here 2012. So it was 2013, right before the the company I was with was Tate was acquired by a new company. Mm-hmm. That new company was. Um, you know, vetting the employees of the old company to see who they bring in with them to the new company. Right. I was one of the employees that they were vetting, and they were very interested in me to bring me over to the new company, in which they did. I had a good run with them. And so they brought me over to the new company. And while they were vetting me, they were, you know, tapping the fence checking me out with my with my manager and my director. Mm-hmm. And apparently they gave them a good review for me that I would be a great employee. But they didn't believe that. Because on a conference call and it was, you know, back then you didn't have Zoom and we was on a phone conference call and sometimes you can't tell when people are still on or if they've hung up or whatever. And I don't. I think I either got on a little early, or they thought I had gotten off. And the manager and the director was talking about me, and they were saying that that the new company had decided to bring me on as a ma- in the managing pool mm-hmm. um, for the new company. And although they gave me a good review, they didn't believe that I could do the job. And they said that um, she's way over her head. She'll never be able to to succeed in the way that they want her to succeed. Mm-hmm. And she'll never be able to change. And she's way over her head. Mm. That's what they said about me. While you was in the waiting part. While I was in the waiting <laughs> part, I could hear them um, talking about me on this conference call. And at first, I was like, had I was disappointed. I was devastated. My heart was broken. And everything in me wanted to scream on that phone and say, hello, um, I'm right here and I could do the damn job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but there is, there is 
very rare that you are in the room to hear people say things about you. You know what I mean? Their true feelings about you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and so I stayed quiet. And a, it had to be at the end of the call because once they got through talking about me, apparently I was the hot topic at the end of the call between them two. And they talked about me so comfortably that it made me believe that they have they talk about me often. Mm. They have said things like that, negative things about me often. So, because they were too comfortable in talking about me. You know, and they hung up the phone. I never ever told them that I was on that call. I never told them that Well, if you're listening. <laughs> it was you. Never you know you were. Yeah, cuz they know the words. I never told them. And apparently they did it again on another call because I had a colleague say it. Say it. Tell me that, you know, I don't want to bring you down or anything, but I just want to let you know I was on a conference call and these same two people talked about me on that conference call and the words they used was she won't make it. She's way over her head. Yeah. So But you did. But I did. Not only did I make it, but I was with them for... 10 years. Plus. Right. More than 10 years. 12 years. Almost 12 years. Right. With the company. So not only did I make it, but I end up doing one, two, three, four different jobs, two different promotions. Mm -hmm. Um leadership of the of the um of our African American association there our, our um Stable group. Uh, sustaining black empowerment group um and so many other amazing things end up being chosen to go to their um one of their prestige diversity leadership um classes mm-hmm. which was an 18 month course like having a mini masters degree so um you know hey Sometimes when people talk about you and call you overrated and say things about you, it, it just fuels you to not just do better, mm. but to do more, you know. So good job there, Sanders, Sanders, young man, quarterback. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you see the, 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 the listeners can't see this, but I'm showing my watch. You're showing your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Topic. Our topic is the top 10 things that we have learned. And now in these 10 things, are going to be several things. So you probably said, you know, Denise, Mr. B, that one 10, that was 20. But it's all kind of in the same vein. We wanted to share, especially for those who are thinking about doing a podcast. And this fact that we have now passed our 100th episode and we literally, guys, really didn't think that we would make it past that 10 threshold. But here we are at 100 and, 103 podcast episodes and we wanted to share the top 10 things that we have learned about podcasting. And thank you, Amanda Flood, for giving us this idea to share this um, with our listeners and with and with so many who are, are wanting to go into this space to just share what we know about what we have learned, not what we no, but what we've learned through this experience. Right, Mr. B? Correct. Y'all get y'all a sidekick, too. 
That's one thing. Get y'all a sidekick. A so you can breathe. So you. <laughs> <laughs> she just want me to talk so she could breathe. That's 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 something that we came up with. You know that we learned. <laughs> Holy moly! Holy moly! Okay, so. All right, here we go. So she back to breathing. Yeah. Yep, I'm back to breathing. I got this. So here we go. So one thing that we learned was um, the mics. So we have we we started off with with a mic that we didn't care for, and I at this very moment I cannot think of the name of it, but it was a smaller mic, and that the the output of that mic um, after we would record was very low and very grainy. So we decided to do a little bit more research and we got the Yeti mics. Guys, they are amazing. They are perfect. They are economical. You can get them off Amazon. We have a silver Yeti and a blue Yeti that we have at the, at the house. They're very easy to hook up. Um, and you can travel. Yep. They're very easy. They are portable. Um, so those are the mics that we like. Yes, there are millions of mics out there, but I'm telling you for podcasters, you want to get a mic that not only, um, compresses your input, but, but releases your, your output, um, with clarity. So the Yeti is great. Um, the other one that we use is the Black Mano that we're using right now. Mm-hmm. And we love that one. And we actually, the, the Yetis, we have two of them. And we can actually separate our voices on both the mics. The Black Mano, we only use one. And it's perfect. It captures both of our voices. It has a great output. And it's travelable. So when we travel, we leave our Yetis at home. And we travel with our Black Mano. It's USB hookup. It just hooks right into your computer. Um, when you're done, you can unhook it and, and move on. And you can utilize it with an adapter, a USB adapter. So you, if you do have multiple mics, it has four ports. And you can hook up up to four mics on that, that USB adapter. And most uh, computers have that hookup. So... You just pop it in, set it, and forget it. So it's really cool. You can also buy adapters for like if it's a C mm-hmm. or if it's a USB. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Yeah, very easy. Um, so we love that. Another thing is we use a Mac computer for our um, recording, but there are so many other computers out there that you can that you can utilize. I would just say make sure that your computer has the memory you, you need for storage because these recordings can become um, very um, large. So you want to use something that has a great storage. But then once you're done, what we do is we, um, after our recording is edited by our editor, we download it so we can put it in our distribution platforms, but we also put it in our uh, Google Drive. That way it it can be saved on the cloud in the in the Google Drive and not take up so much storage um, in your computer. And then if you ever need to refer back to it, you can just pull it back over and drop it into your WAV files. So that is a great um, that was a great concept for us. Some people use the Dropboxes and other um, storage or res- repository platforms. We use Google Drive. It works perfect for us. It's collaborative. 
Um, Mr. B can get to it if he needs to. Our editor can get to it if he needs to. And so it works perfect for us. Yeah, Dropbox is good for mm-hmm. WAV files, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Let's <clears throat> go. Um, another thing is, is that for editing, we use GarageBand. GarageBand comes with um, the, the Mac computer, but... Um, we know other people who utilize Pro Tools or Audacity or Adobe Audition. There's so many other editing platforms um, out there. We use GarageBand because my son, because he's a music artist, he started off way, way back in the day utilizing GarageBand to record his music. And so he taught us how to use GarageBand a little bit and so that's what we're comfortable with now he used all other stuff on other platforms but this is what we're comfortable with agreed he's probably multifaceted in that and he can do all kind of different um i would say what are they programs mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i this yep. right here is easy learning yeah very user friendly <laughs> very yeah. u- User friendly. You can drop things into the wave file real easy. It's like dropping a, a, a actual form into your um, a folder or something. It's too easy. Yep, yep. Um, another thing is is our hosting platform used to be Anchor. FM, and now they were bought out by Spotify. So we are on Spotify for um, podcasters. We haven't had any issues with. Um, Anchor or or Spotify by podcasters uh, for podcasters. We love it. We haven't had any issues with it. So uh, and there's a a part of it that that will help you uh, uh, get monetization once you reach a certain number. Most of them will do that, but and some of them have different um, criteria for you to get. to be met before you get to monetization. So I think is is what you're comfortable with. Um, Spotify for for podcasters, there is no monthly fee for you to be hosted on their podcast. There are some podcast platforms that you will have to pay a fee, but they're more aggressive too with monetization. And if you're able to do that, then I would say go for it. But um, Spotify by podcasters, which formerly used to be Anchor, has just been very easy for us. And with us being new podcasters, when we start out, we found that it was user-friendly. There's so, many other ways to be many. monetized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we want to get to that. But I just wanted to say, too, that for hosting platforms, there's Buzzsprout, Podbean, Spreaker, um, SoundCloud, um, Auto Boom. There's a, a lot of platforms out there. I would say to you to research the platforms or talk to some other podcasters to see what works for them and then, you know, weigh what would work for you and go for it. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We used, we used Aaron and Elsa to do that. Yes. Um, the interracial perspective, Aaron and Elsa. They were amazing for us. They were our like sounding board. They were our focus group. They helped us um, to kind of learn the the platforms, the hosting. It was just the the, the podcast community has been amazing to us. Uh, Linda Mallory, her and her podcast um, co-host, 
they helped us. They helped us with the other part, like the administrative part, um, editing, um, show notes, um, all those things that goes into a website building. They helped us with, with that part. Our co-host, who is a, a creative coach, um, I mean, my co-author, who is a creative coach, she helped to build up my page, our podcast page on our website. It's just so many things that goes into trying to get your podcast to a platform or a position where it looks very professional. I would say utilize your resources, utilize your relationships, utilize the friends that are willing that has the skills you need that are willing to come to the platform and help you launch and get off the ground. One thing I want to say too is if not reach out because there's a lot of there's a lot of people within the mm-hmm. <clears throat> podcast community that would help that you would you don't even know. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. Um, the podcast community join podcast support on Facebook, on IG And just ask the questions, guys. Y'all would be amazed at how many podcasters out there are willing to share their knowledge, not charge you anything, uh, consult with you, and just help you get off the ground. We have helped uh, three or four podcasters get off the ground behind behind the scenes. We are are a community. Let's, you know, let's help each other out. You know what I mean? So um, don't be afraid to reach out. The other thing, too, is... Class, um, invest in yourself, take classes. We took um, podcasting master classes and with David Shands, and it was amazing. I don't, we don't get any commission or points for promoting um, their, his master class, but I'm telling you guys, it is an amazing class. It is, it is um, you do have to pay for it. You do got to invest in it. Some of the steps are expensive, some of it, but that first class, I think, um, was less than $500. That first master class was less than $500, and it is more, uh, extensively more than enough information that you need um, to get your podcast off the ground. I think he also has an, a podcast playbook, an ebook that he sells, um, we were able to get it because we took the master class, but it's out there now for less than 50 or 100 bucks for you to just download. And you get like 20 step-by-step things that you can, can do and need to get your podcast off the ground. Um, he had a podcast community that we were a part of for a long time where they do I think it was 8 a.m. or 7.30 a.m. calls every morning. And most times, anywhere from three to 600 people are on this call where he talks to us. He vets um, some of our websites, our IG platforms. And it's, it's interactive. You can also talk back. So it's mm-hmm. not like, you know. Yep. You're not, um, you're not just muted. Yep. And he bring on guests to give you inf- a wealth of information. And I believe that was about 80 bucks a month. 70 something yeah. but the uh, the crazy part about it is because of that we got so busy that mm-hmm. we had to move away from mm-hmm. it so yeah because connecting with people collaborating with people it was just so amazing so I would definitely definitely um suggest that the other thing is just start it's really great to have all the tools the the computer the mics 
you know, the, the ring light if you're doing mostly uh, visual. It's, it's great to have all the pieces that you need. But if you're one of those people that you feel like you have something to share and you want to get your podcast off the ground, I, we suggest start. The iPhone is like walking around with a mini computer. Mm-hmm. You can literally download your host platform, Anchor, or what we use again is Spotify for podcasters, and you can record there, you can edit there, and you can get your podcast out. You may not feel it is the, uh, the caliber that you want, but at least you have started. And once you start, it will motivate you to keep going and to push harder to get the, the actual tools that you need. But you need to start. Don't matter whether you think that that first episode are great or not, because what we learned, and it is so true, is that the first seven to ten episodes you do is going to suck anyway. Because you're new to it, you're not sure, unless you're this big journalist or you or you do this all the time and you happen to just want to turn on record now. But if you're like me and, and Mr. B, just regular old people who want to share and, and start this journey, that first seven to ten episodes is going to suck anyway. You're going to hear all kind of stuff. The coughing, the, the can opening, the bottle clinking, the, the kids. In episode 70. <laughs> Is what it is. The kids in the background, the dog barking, the the the. We live next to all kind of things. You may hear trucks go by. You may hear police cars go by. So, but don't stop. Just get started because the more you say, "I'm gonna start this time. I'm gonna start that time." Commit a date. Hold yourself accountable. Share your date out to the podcast community and ask for accountability partners and just start. Just do it. Mr. B, you got anything to add to that? Not at all. <laughs> he just started with me, y'all. This is my sidekick. Uh, most people know that the, the podcasting world, this is my baby, and I bring Mr. B on as my co-host and my sidekick. And he literally is my sidekick, but he is the best sidekick you could ever have dry like toast but my this is my best co-host ever when you're trying to be a sidekick <laughs> you should not <laughs> top ten top ten things you should know about being a sidekick <laughs> all right so next we want to go into guests so we did probably our first year um or first season or two in doing our podcast, we it was just me and Mr. B. We wanted to get comfortable. We wanted to understand what we were doing. There's a lot into it. Um, podcasting is not for the faint of heart. There is a lot, especially when you're dealing with guests. And so one thing that we started um, was the entrepreneurial side, side hustle, um, passive aggressive income side of our podcast where we wanted to bring other people to the platform who are entrepreneurs who are somewhat successful at what they're doing and we wanted to share that with our listeners who are out there trying to figure out what paths to take with their entrepreneurial passions and how to get there and we wanted to bring those resources to the platform and so we start bringing in guests and one thing that we learned about bringing in guests that our editor uh, Briggs said to us was 
watch your ums because I am an um person. I say um a lot. I've gotten better over the 100 episodes, but I do say um a lot. And when I'm nervous, it comes out even more. And when I'm with guests, especially guests that I've been trying to get on the platform and I admire so much, and I admire all of our guests, but there are some guests that it's like I fangirl a little bit, and so I'll say um. Fangirl. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. (laughs) So I'll say um a lot. And one thing he was saying is make sure that your guest is comfortable first. Make sure that you make them feel welcome and you make sure that they're comfortable. Keep them engaged. Watch the pitch volume and don't worry about the gaps. If they have to take two minutes after you've asked them a question, don't rush them. Let them, if it's just, even if it's just dead space, you know, because the the hosting your guest is is all about your guest. The audio and visual can mm-hmm. be can be actually manipulated, so mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a big problem. Or you can splice and pull back. Mm-hmm. It's not a big problem. Yep. If you have a good editor, they'll take those gaps, those dead spots out. Um, if you're editing yourself, you'll learn how to take those gaps and them dead spots out. And the conversation, no matter how spaced out it is when it actually happened can seem very fluent and seamless. And he's like, make your guests feel comfortable. Let them think about their their answers to their questions if they need to. Don't rush them because you feel like you got to um, feel the dead space. Because some people think mm-hmm. and then answer, and then some people talk their self through mm-hmm. what you've asked them. Mm-hmm. And we've had both types of, mm-hmm. of guests. But you're you're actually waiting on the actual nugget that they're about to give you. So let them get to it yep. instead of talking over them. Yep, absolutely. Um, vet your guests. Know their platform, what their business offerings is. Make sure it aligns with what you're trying to do on your platform or aligns with what you're trying to get your listeners to learn what they need to know out of what... Um, your guest is sharing. Make sure that your guest understands the questions that you're going to ask them and what you're trying to unfold out of them on your platform. And for us, we want to make sure our guests are willing to share their journey, to share how they became an entrepreneur, you know, what steps did they take, what, what, um, how do they take care of themselves? Because entrepreneur is not um, it's not a, a nine to five job. Like literally, it, you could be twenty four hours, <laughs> twenty four hours trying to trying to get your 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 life your life's passion to the, manifest. The one thing that I liked about doing that part mm-hmm. of podcasting is that you're learning. You you don't have to know everything about their business. You're learning about the business that mm-hmm. they're they're sharing with you. So you get to ask questions that are out in left field because it's like wow like mm-hmm. I didn't think about that or mm-hmm. I didn't think about this it's absolutely cool. because out of all our guests there are three or four things that we're we've started doing it, right. in our entrepreneur life because of those guests mm-hmm. hey you want to show me that in the background yep. mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> like, that absolutely. seems pretty cool mm-hmm. so make sure that they're willing to share um, because the last thing you want is a guest to come on who don't want to share 
that's the whole point of you interviewing them. That's the whole point of them being on the podcast is wanting them to share. That's, that's another thing, though. Um, when you're writing up the contract mm-hmm. for the guest who's coming on mm-hmm. and the, I guess initial questions, like just baseline of questions mm-hmm. that you put in there, you know, this is this is what we expect and right. let them let them look through it and agree to it. Mm-hmm. So when they get on, they, there's no surprises. Absolutely, and that's that's one thing that we um, that we do, guys, is that um, we do. I do. Um, we do pre-interview. No, say it right. <laughs> I, I yeah, there you, you go. help me with the questions, but I write it all <laughs> up. Yeah, you do, you're right. So I do a pre pre-interview email to our guests with pre-interview questions. Now, that's not to say that they're held to those questions because depending on how organically the conversation flow, different questions can happen. Some of those questions may not even be asked if the if the interview goes in a different direction. But I spell that all out in our pre-interview, thanks to Aaron and, and Elsie, because they when we were guests on their show, they sent us this pre-interview what to expect, what their format was. And I actually took what they sent us and I tweaked a lot of it to fit our platform. And that's just the power of the podcast community helping each other. And so I'll send a pre-interview email letting you know what to expect, showing you the pre-interview questions, letting you know that we have a survey built in that we would like our guests to to do a survey to so we can get better it helps us to know what we're doing right or wrong so we can get better can we put the uh now this is i'm just asking can we put the 20 things you need to know and have in our show notes in our show in this episode absolutely absolutely that's that's those are that's a gem right there Mm mm-hmm because if you're th- really thinking about being in the podcast world, those 20 things right there mm-hmm. will set you apart from mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people. Yeah. I would say, what, 95%. I love it. So, um, but, so we send a pre-interview email. We have uh, questions built in. We tell you what to expect. We, we tell you what we expect of our guests. We share um, opportunities for, we ask you for um, discount on any services or products that you're offering so our guests can, can you know, have access to that discount. Um, we also let you know, um, we have a contractual verbiage built into that, to that email. So once you accept that email, you're accepting what we're expecting of you, and you're also accepting the contractual verbiage that we have built into that email. So you want to to make sure that your guests understand what your platform is about. Don't blindside them. Don't catch them off guard because you may not ever get to have that guest back again if you do that. Nope. Um, every I can absolutely say that every guest that we have had on our platform, and we have had many um, are willing to be repeat guests. And that is amazing to us. We're so phenomenally um, grateful for that. So, okay, so the last little bit before we before we wrap up 
is that another thing is if you're doing visual, we use Zoom for our virtual interviews with our guests. We have other people who use StreamYards and some other things. I really like and that. And I love, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say I like that. So one of our podcast community resources shared their um, how they use StreamYard with us. We love it. So now I'm researching it and trying to learn how to use it. And we're probably going to flip from Zoom to StreamYard. Um, you guys, if you're doing Zoom right now, it's a great platform to start. Uh, there's a couple other ones out there. But check out StreamYard. Again, we're not getting any commission from any of this stuff that we're telling you. Um, we're just doing this because we want to share with those who wants to start a podcast all the different resources that you have. Check out StreamYard. It is phenomenal. There's so many great things that you can do with StreamYard. So check it out. Um, so there's a few other things that we wanted to share with you guys about, oh, monetization. So if there's, once you're up and running and you start your podcast, there's a few ways that we found that you can monetize your podcast. Now, there are several other ways. There's exhaustive lists out there. These are the ways that we have, um, work through with our podcast and things that we're getting ready to start, um, things that we've already started, things that we're getting ready to start. And one of them is affiliate marketing. Um, we have built a, uh, affiliate marketing platform and we are going to start sharing that affiliate marketing, um, link with those guests who are also a part of affiliate marketing. And that what that means is if a guest use our affiliate link that's connected, I mean, if a, if a listener use our affiliate link that's connected to that guest products or, and our services, that we would get a percentage or a commission off of it if they buy something or purchase something. So that's one way that you can monetize your platform. Another way you can monetize your platform is Patreon. You can have a where your guests can do a small subscription um, every month. Um, some I've seen some podcasters do $1.99 a month from their listeners. Some even do $25 a month, depending on what they're offering to their Patreons. Um, we we are we, and how often they drop stuff on there. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you're dropping something daily, I mean that's a dollar. What twenty five is less than a dollar a day for mm-hmm. the month, but if you're dropping stuff daily for your for your Patreon, mm-hmm. you, it's worth it. It's definitely worth worth it. We are podcasters, but we pay Patreon to a few other podcasting communities because we like their platform and we want to be a part of um, that Patreon community. So make sure that when you start your Patreon community that you're offering just your Patreons something that you would not be offering to your listeners. Like maybe they get um, an early release of your podcast and they get to to listen to it, you know, two days before the listeners do. So that's one incentive that they could be, uh, be um, doing for your Patreons. Another one is uh, exclusive videos. Like if they... If they are interviewing uh, a guest and there is some behind-the-scenes information that listeners don't get privy to, that you send those those nuggets to just your P- 
patrons. You can have um, quarterly Zooms with just your patrons and let them know that you're going to turn those Zooms into a uh, an episode. And so now they get to share on your on your podcast platform. You can um, do a quarterly merch giveaway um, every quarter or every month, depending on what, where you stand on your platform. But in order for your patrons to get something, um, you might, in order for them to pay you something a month, they have to be getting something different than what your listeners are getting. And that's another way how you can monetize your platform. Another way is ad space. You know, you can sell ad space as little as ten dollars um, for for fifteen seconds uh, advertisement. You know, if you want to start there, I have a friend who sells um, hers um, fifty dollars for every um, thirty seconds. Um, I have another friend who sells theirs for a hundred dollars for ninety seconds of ad space. Um, there are other big podcasters who have grown to sell their, their ad space for thousands of dollars. So you start where you can, you know. So that's another way to monetize your platform, to build some revenue so you can purchase things to make your podcast even better. Um, another one is collabing with other podcasters and doing like a, a, a live a virtual show with with other podcasters and do an Eventbrite registration and let them pay a nama a small fee to be a part of that live or you can do a an actual collaborative live show and have people pay to come to that event. I know Hype um, he does live shows with other podcasters and other guests and people pay to come and see him and his guests, and he does a great job at it. So that's another way to monetize. Those are just a few ways. There are so many different ways to, to make money with your podcast. And it doesn't, you don't have to be a podcast that has hundreds and hundreds of thousands of listeners. You can literally start pot, start making money as little as, like I said, 5 or $10 in ad space. Um, I think the last, uh, the last two is um, find your niche or your niches and just be yourself, whatever your niche is. We feel like ours was around relationships and entrepreneurs, meaning that relationships, marital relationships, and then entrepreneurial relationships, you know, um, how, how we have done in our relationship as a, a married couple and as an interracial couple over the last 30 plus years. But how do you build relationships with, with people outside of your space to better your life? Um, so that's where we are with our mission. We've even talked about um, splitting off and doing a separate podcast so we can split the two out. And we're still kind of muddling over that. But find your niche and just be yourself. Trust me, don't. Think that people are not going to like who you are because the people who don't like who you are, they'll go find the podcasters that they do like. That's not your target audience anyway. I'm going to tell you, though, they listening. The ones that don't like you, they listening too <laughs> because they, they do they do subliminals and, and slick shade, shade shit on, on social media and you know they talking about you. So That's a shirt. Yeah. Slick shade shit. Yeah. <laughs> Slick shade shit. 
<laughs> the triple S's. Yeah. Yeah. So they they so they're listening, but those are not your target audience anyway. And you guys have heard me talk about family and friends. There's few there are few far in between with your family and friends that will listen. They will become um, you know, repeat customers or 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 supporters. They're few far in between too. Don't get mad at them if they don't. We learned that they're still your family. They're still your friends. You still love them. They're not your target audience. You know, your target audience is the people who want to hear what you have to share. And they're, they're, they're going to listen to you, you know. So uh, make sure that you reward your supporters and um, keep your eyes and your ears open to your haters. Um, and, and remember, everyone doesn't hate. Just because they're giving you critical um, information or criti- criticism, corrective criticism about your podcast platform, they're not hating they just maybe want to see it better or want to see better. And maybe you should take notes. I mean, we've had a lot of negative comments. Some we don't listen to. It is what it is. Some people are just, they're just racist and they don't want to see us together. But some haters gave us some great pointers about being engaged and, and sharing our truths. And that's not hating. So write it down and, and take heed. Um, our bonus is don't watch your numbers. Please don't watch your numbers because if you are, if you're consumed with your numbers, you won't make it. You will not make it because, um, trust me, your first, I don't know, hundred episodes, 50 episodes, you're not going to get the numbers that you think, uh, you just keep you on get, broadcasting just, just to keep. all one of them and you will be okay. <laughs> Yeah, that first 10 episodes, I think we had four people, faithful four. We used to call them the faithful four. I don't know who they were. One person was overseas uh, in Europe and three people was in the United States. We don't know who those faithful four was, but can I tell y'all, those faithful four people have wrote with us. When When we release our podcast at midnight, if I get up at four in the morning, it always says those four has played already. So whoever that faithful for is, thank you so much for riding with us. I mean, we have many listeners now, but that faithful four wrote with us. And if I had really been consumed with that number, we would have quit because it's like, why are we doing this? You know, I don't know how much longer we'll do it, but I'm glad that we we hung in there. <laughs> no, this is cool. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for rolling with us. Here's your recap. Um, number and uh, in, in in no order right here. So number one is watch how you deliver across your mic, your volume pitch, your arms. Number two is vet your guests. You know, make sure that their platform uh, and their business offerings is what you is what your listeners want to hear. Make sure they're sharing their journey and request that they offer your listeners some kind of discount. Um, number three is monetization. I gave y'all a list of how you can monetize and, um, different ways you can monetize. Number four was your visuals, you know, zoom, stream yard, whatever it is that you want to do. Number five, Yeti, black mean on mics. Number six, uh, we use GarageBand, but remember there are so many other editing platforms out there. Number seven, just start. Don't worry about um, the naysayer, start where you are, use your phone, whatever you have, just start. 
Um, number eight, take classes and invest in yourself. Please, please, please invest in yourself if you want to do it. Invest. Um, number nine, um, hosting platforms. We use Spotify for broadcasters, but remember there is so many others out there. Number 10, find your niche and be yourself. And the bonus was don't watch your numbers. And if you have to hire a virtual assistant, I would recommend that you do. Let us know if you want us to help you, consult with you, give you more pointers, tell you information. We don't know everything, but we know what we have learned and we're willing to share it. Anything else, Mr. B? I think you covered it all. I love my sidekick, y'all. Dry like toes. You did, you did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. So um, for you for you people, you people, I apologize. For people out there who want to start your podcast. It was a good movie. Though. Was a good movie. For people out there who want to start their podcast, just start. We love y'all for real. And we are so happy that you are still riding with us, especially our faithful four. You're riding with us and allowing us to bring our truths, our tips, and our share to you wherever you are over coffee. Thank you, friends, for hanging with us. We got you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And also, please follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Our social platform is at Diverse Love. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-E-L-U-V. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real. Okay, me, take us out. It's Truth and Coffee time. Help me not think about all my lows. Think of who you are sometimes. Girl, you always on my mind. Looking like it's Truth and Coffee time. Tell me what you really want to know.